Hello and good day. Welcome to the Interfaith Experience Podcast. This is Chaplain Kenneth Boggs, joined here in the studio today by Justice Wyon of Healing Heart Reiki. I wanted to start off firsthand uh, just to kind of slow things down, do a little mindfulness meditation uh, by the Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh. So I invite you, wherever you are listening to this, to just take a deep breath, close your eyes, maybe center yourself a bit, come into mindfulness. Breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. Breathing in, I notice my in-breath has become deeper. Breathing out, I notice that my out-breath has become slower. Breathing in, I calm myself. Breathing out, I feel at ease. Breathing in, I smile. Breathing out, I release. Breathing in, I dwell in the present moment. Breathing out, I feel it is a wonderful moment. Just finding that calm center space. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Reiki, what it is and what it's not, and how it can impact your life for the better. So we'll be right back here in just a moment. And make interacting with Calitz PUD easy with Smart Hub. Through Smart Hub, you'll be able to view detailed usage information, make a payment, enroll in programs, set account notifications, and much more. You'll also receive important news and information about Calitz PUD and can quickly contact us with any issues regarding your service. You'll be able to put yourself in the driver's seat of your Calitz PUD account. Smart management, smart life, smart hub. All right, welcome back to the Interfaith Experience. Again, joined here with my friend, Justice Wyon of Healing Heart Reiki. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Justice. Thank you very much for having me. I feel really special being here today. And I think it's kind of interesting that you just played a commercial in regards to energy because that's exactly what I'm here to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, tell me, for anyone who's not familiar with Reiki, what is Reiki? And what is it not? Well, Reiki is a um, Japanese word made up of two words, Rei and Ki. Uh, What Reiki is, is it's spiritually guided universal life force energy. Um, Energy is what we all are. It's what everything is. We all vibrate at a frequency. And universal life force is what gives us our life like we are all a part of it when our life force is low we feel tired drained we can get very sick Mm -hmm. and when our life force is high we're radiating and people even notice wow you're glowing you're just radiant it's our energy so what reiki is is it's allowing the source within you the piece of um, god if you will that resides within yourself to help guide you as a vessel to fill up with this abundance of energy and then to pour over what um, is in excess to another person. Mm -hmm. So what Reiki is, is it is 
utilizing your ability to connect with your highest self, with your, um, you know, your intuition and to allow that energy to guide you. So whether it's as a practical purpose of putting your hands on people, um, either on or above them to literally flow energy into them to help them with pain management, Mm -hmm. stress reduction, um, it's being utilized in hospitals today all over the place um, in pre and post-op, mm. um, as well as with pain management. And it's a, a modality that you can use um, as a healing practitioner for others. So whether you're um, a massage therapist, a counselor, anyone really um, that's a caretaker, even just someone who is looking to... Um, help themselves because what Reiki really is, is it's, it's a practice. It's mm-hmm. a lifestyle. That's, that's really good to know. So if you're new to this podcast, of course, everyone is new cause it's only the second episode. Um, <laughs> but part of my work is to introduce different spiritual techniques and healing modalities in the work of my friends in the area and different spiritual communities that I'm a part of. Um, and it's all for healing, different ways for coping for everything that we're going through right now. Um, and so introducing Justice and her work um, in future episodes, having other people on here to introduce their work, all in an effort to bring you tools that you can use to help you cope and heal. And so um, I've had Reiki's going back to 2017, had my first Reiki session when I was doing my chaplaincy training in Texas. And I remember you you mentioned you can either lay hands on someone directly or you can kind of hover above them. I remember that first uh, session, she hovered above me, um, but I just felt wonderful after it was over. I I couldn't explain what had happened. And in my very um, kind of boxed in strong Christian background, I didn't have a paradigm to understand that, but I knew something had taken place. And it, it changed me. It opened me up in new ways. And I continued to go back and receive her, Reiki from her and then from other people too. And I've had it with, you know, like I said, with uh, laying hands on me directly or hovering above me. And each time it's just left me feeling amazing. And I've, I've had it with you a couple times and always feel amazing afterwards. So if you will, share with us um, how you came to Reiki and how it's impacted your life uh, from that moment forward. Well, I... Um I started, my introduction to Reiki happened when I was 19. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 40s now. And I was going to massage school. And I was brought up in a pretty traditional Christian home. Um, You know, go to church every Sunday, went to Bible camp every summer. And um, in Bible camp, you know, we invoked the Holy Spirit and we spoke in tongues. We laid our hands on people. And it was a wonderful experience. I loved my upbringing. And when I was in massage school, um, they talked about Reiki and they were throwing energy balls and all this stuff and everything inside me, like my belief system just shut me down. Mm, I uh was terrified. I thought, what is this? I don't understand it. This is weird. And all my fear just blocked me. And so I turned my back on that aspect and there was no pressure in massage school. They're just showing different modalities and ways of helping you with your energetic practice. Mm -hmm. But as a massage technician, I didn't understand the energy work I was doing. Um, I had always been a very empathic person. Mm -hmm. I could always feel other people's emotions. I could always feel in my body what hurt them. And I always knew where to put my hands. Um, But I didn't understand the energetic principles. And when I did massage for um, a while, I started getting very sick. Hmm. I started getting really thin. I 
ached all the time. I just, I was taking on, I didn't realize all these people's energy, but I didn't understand how to get, let, let it go. So I got really burned out and I stopped practicing massage, Uh went into traditional um, business. I had a construction business with my husband and did other things, but people had always come to me with their woes. Mm -hmm. And um, I discovered Reiki many years later, um, actually right in my early 40s. So I haven't actually been practicing Reiki specifically for a long time, but I was trained in other healing modalities. Mm -hmm. I kind of shifted. Yeah. And I kind of came back, and little by little, I was introduced to shamanic practices and a bunch of other different techniques. And then Reiki came into play to help me manage my energy when okay. I was praying. Gotcha. What do I do? Yeah. And my, I felt this push to contact someone named Colleen. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, I had a therapist named Colleen, and... And the energy just felt like, no, Colleen, and go to the computer. And I went to my computer, and believe it or not, um, I opened my computer, and I felt the urge to put in Reiki. So I was like, okay, Mm. I hadn't talked about it or thought about it in a long time, put in Reiki, and then my computer, I didn't even click anything. I just hit the Google, but it went immediately to a website, and it went to Colleen Bernelli in Portland. And uh, she's been my teacher uh-huh. ever since. Wow. And so I went to her and got attuned, and that started my, my process. Wow, that's awesome. And so now you work in Castle Rock. I do. And the biggest reason why I'm here is because I didn't understand as an empath, as someone who naturally people come to and talk to, how to be able to differentiate um, what belonged to me and mm-hmm. was sticking on to me yeah. and what was others. And Reiki gave me the tools to help me learn how to ground my own energy, how to open up my energy to help others, and to discern what was mine, what was theirs, and how to ask for permission with people to share with them what I'm sensing and what I'm feeling, and to open people up, so to speak, to their own energies, and to give them the tools that I didn't have Mm -hmm. at a young age when I would go into a room and feel everybody's everything and then need to just bolt out. Yes, yes. I had much the same kind of upbringing. And it was the physical pain that brought me to Reiki to begin with. I had to have some way to deal with it. I didn't realize that I was taking on other people's energy. But like you, they were always coming to me and telling me their life story. And then I was hurting all over and I didn't know what to do about it. And finally, I came across Reiki. Here in the West, it's, it's not as well known as it is in the East, right? So I'm thinking Reiki is very similar to the chi energy and the yes. prana and that sort of thing. But that that is kind of gradually getting to be known more and more here in the West, but, you know, mostly an Eastern thing. How do we, as Westerners, predominantly Christian um, backgrounds for a lot of people, how do we approach this um, and not, well, is it okay to be afraid of it in the beginning and then kind of ease into it? I would say, you know, Fear is healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's aspects of it that are there for us, for our instincts and our survival. But you do have to, like, look at what is what is this block? Yeah. What is this fear about? You know, is it just r- rubbing up against something because I don't know it and I haven't given it a chance? Or is it my body telling me no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's to, to listen to that. Is it the mind? Right. You know, is it the intuition? Is it the body? Yeah. You know, what's what is this coming from? And that's also what Reiki really helped me 
learn. Um, there's a really great book um, I just finished reading that I'm going to now give to all my students as well. That's called The Art of uh, Psychic Reiki. Mm. But it's understanding that all of us have this ability. So me practicing Reiki doesn't make me special. We all have this ability to mm -hmm. channel life force energy. We do it naturally. We, you know, we get hurt. We naturally instantly put our hands on it. Um, it's what we do, yeah. but when we do it with intention and knowledge, knowing that we can utilize this force to heal ourselves, and that's what Reiki is really good for, is self-healing, mm -hmm. because learning the modality, learning how to do that, and learning from um, a teacher, so that way you can be guided into this practice and to learn how to heal yourself. So mm -hmm. you can go into these other spaces and help others without taking on all of their stuff. Yeah. And being able to know when you have the capacity to do so. Because Reiki fills you up first mm -hmm. and then it gives what's over Gotcha. what comes over uh -huh. so you can't give a reiki session without receiving oh that's a reiki beautiful session it's kind of like a hug you can't <laughs> give without receiving right yes yeah, so as you're you're not really being depleted you're being filled up as you're giving exactly and what was happening before was that i was giving of myself uh -huh. constantly and so people would walk away from me whether it was um, a friend just needing counseling or it was someone that I was literally putting my hands on because I did have this feeling like as a massage therapist it's just when I just wanted to touch them mm -hmm. to hold them yeah. and I would be literally drained I got to a point where I had a amazing store when I lived in Las Vegas that became a beacon for the community right. called Reclaimed and people came all the time. And I was there to teach them through art how to find their inner creator. But what I didn't realize is they were there because I was counseling and sharing. Mm -hmm. But I was eating normally, doing everything. And I'm about 5'9". I got so thin. I was barely 100 pounds. Wow. I couldn't hold weight on. It was making me sick dealing with people. And it was being fed on. Mm -hmm. So when I found Reiki... It changed everything. I learned how to be present for people, how to tend to everyone that I tend to, my family, my friends, and now as a business, mm -hmm. and be able to take care of myself at the same time. It gave me the ability to understand balance. Yes. Now, does Reiki come like in a lineage? Some similar to maybe like Zen Buddhism, it comes through a teacher down, it down, is, down. It comes down from teacher to student, nice. teacher to student. So mine is based in Yasui uh -huh. um, Reiki, and then I went through a lineage called Holy Fire, okay, which is from the um, International Institute of Reiki. So I have credentials to teach through um, their. Um, their group mm -hmm. and I use the books and everything that come from them that go through William Rand and there's a lineage okay it's master to student yeah. and it just keeps getting handed down and you do have to learn to be attuned mm -hmm. um, from a from a master in order to get your attunement yeah. but you can everyone can do this and I just imagine all the moms out there you know anytime you feel helpless like you can't do anything to help your child or a friend right. it's just simple as just laying your hands on them and just asking asking that energy to flow through it's a prayer it's more prayer work than anything else hmm. I feel like what I do is I stand over people and I pray and it's that can my connection to God my connection to source mm -hmm. my connection to that universal life force through the guidance of the spirit within and allowing me to then place my hands where they need to go mm -hmm. and to just see in my inner eye 
where the energy is blocked because emotion that is unexpressed creates blocks in our energy field. Right, right. And trauma that has been undealt with creates blocks in yes. our energy field. And when we are all energetic beings, and when we're out of balance, mm -hmm. we feel it. Yep. And if we stay out of balance for too long, we start getting sick, and it ends up being difficult. And hmm. we can't take care of each other if we don't take care of ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Now, are you able to, to see the energy, or you intuit it, you feel it, where I the blockages it. are? So I'm intuitive. We all are. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing about Reiki, too, is it does, once you're attuned, it does kind of open up your own natural psychic abilities. We all have these abilities. It's just some people have a natural, stronger right. premonition than others. Um, most of the time, it's a knowing. I can just sense, and it's closing my eyes and seeing with my inner eye mm -hmm. and just seeing and sensing. It's amazing. Every Reiki session is always different. Um, it creates a nice warm tingling sensation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can feel cold air moving out. Um, it's always different. Hmm. What kinds of uh, feedback do you get from your clients? It's always been good. I have never had any bad feedback. Um, I have amazing clients that have now become good friends. Um, I'm now the uh, fairy godmother for <laughs> one of my uh, students turned um, very good friend. So now I'm a fairy godmother to her her wonderful son. Excellent. Yeah, um, it's been amazing. So, and the majority of the people who come into my practice are mostly referrals from others that have come in. Mm -hmm. And some people come in to just receive, but the whole point is I'm I'm not here to be you know doctor feel good and and make your energy levels feel good and balanced. Yeah. It's, I'm here to help you on your journey. I'm not here to be Dr. Feel Good, meaning you just come in because you feel crappy and I'm here to make you feel better. Although it does work that way. You know, energy can be restored and brought back into alignment and you'll feel much better. Just mm -hmm. like after you have a nice, um, you know, conversation with someone, sometimes you, f you feel better, your right. energy shifted. But what I'm here to do is to teach you the tools so that way you can activate your own ability to heal yourself. We all have that ability. And when on my spiritual journey, you know, teachers all came in at the right times at the right moment mm -hmm. to teach me what I needed to know. And that's why I'm doing what I do now. Gotcha. I wanted to be that person for people professionally they're coming to me anyway mm -hmm. so why not make this my actual job right and that's how reiki showed up it would taught me how to um, maintain my own energy and how to share with others so we yeah. all have that ability within ourselves to heal ourselves it just takes learning how to do it mm -hmm. so what modalities are you using in the castle rock area here in longview uh, to bring people in and, and to give these sessions and teach them how to, how to heal themselves? Um, so I do a once a month um, Army of Angels meetup uh -huh. every first Wednesday above Synergy Health Solutions in Longview. So every first Wednesday at 6.30, I hold an open meeting um, where I do a guided meditation, talk a little bit about Reiki, and also just to meet other people uh -huh. that are of like mind and want to connect. Um, and so I teach people... Um, the art of Reiki. I also have classes that I teach people how to um, utilize the energy for themselves and mm -hmm. for others, as well as um, 
seeing clients at my location in Castle Rock, um, which is one of my favorite things ever. I kind of consider myself like the, you know, kooky lady that you come <laughs> in and we sit and we have some tea and we talk and share with what's going on. And mm-hmm. then eventually after we've had our, our time with tea, we get back into lying down on the table and you, you keep your clothes on and all of that. It's not a massage mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. And you just relax and allow the energy to help you with your own ability to heal yourself, to release the stagnant emotions, to lift off um, the grief, anxiety, depression. It's really helpful. Mm. It's really helpful. And so, so very much needed right now. So many people dealing with depression, suicide rates skyrocketing, all these mass shootings. We've got to lower the temperature in ourselves and learn to communicate with each other again. And Reiki is a great way to get back to who we truly are. And then we can actually function well in the world, not not coming from a place of fear and anger and, and all of that, but we can come from a place of peace. And that's really so much of what I want my work to focus on, and I know what your work focuses on. Yeah, Reiki is... The only the best way to describe it is the energy of unconditional love. Mm. It's just a radiant love that spreads through you like a warmth, like a blanket on the inside. Yeah. And it just fills you with for me, it just fills me with so much love and compassion. And being able to share that with others is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I have seen so many dramatic results with how people have been moving through major transitions in their lives, but also just dealing with physical ailments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Wow. So your Wednesday night gatherings are open to anybody. Yeah, they don't have to be Reiki masters no, or not nothing. At all. That's awesome. That's Wednesday nights, the first Wednesday first of each Wednesday month. First Wednesday of every month. And, and then I see clients at my space in um, Castle Rock. Castle. And you can go to my website. It's Justice Wyone. Um, Wyone is spelled W-Y-O-N-N-E. Mm-hmm. It's my middle name. Nice. Healing Heart Reiki. Yeah, Healing Heart Reiki in Castle Rock. Wonderful. And I just want to be that being that people can see and connect with, have conversations with, have a coach that's know in their mm-hmm. on their team cheering yeah. them on to teach them different modalities that they may not have thought of in order to help maintain their own energy mm-hmm. and their own inner guidance system i remember when we first met it was in a guided meditation that you were doing at the yoga studio here in town yeah. yoga um, and then you were doing on monday nights you were leading a guided meditation i was and unfortunately covid kind of took that out of the picture. So that's why I'm now doing the first of the month Uh um, up um, upstairs from Synergy Health Solutions. Nice. That way I can have a space so I can do a meditation and I can, we can share Reiki with each other. So if other people are attuned, they can share as well and Mm -hmm. connect with other people and just have that, that platform. And now I do um, guided meditations for two in my office. So whether it's a couple or Mm -hmm. friends, very similar to what you did before. And then I also see clients on the table as well as just being a conscious creator coach so when you're looking for someone to be that sounding board as you consciously create your life you know we are the artists Mm -hmm. you know we are the energy within this vessel of this human body and we are a little piece of creator and creator is an artist Mm. and so we are here to create with our beingness and who we are 
And so I help people to get in touch with their inner creator so they can reclaim their life and reclaim the artistry of their life in the beingness of now instead mm -hmm. of getting caught up in the depression of the past right. or getting stuck in the worry and anxiety of the future, but to be in the moment of now yeah. to create life as it is in connection with their highest self. Mm. It uh, takes me back to that meditation I read at the beginning. I dwell on the present moment and I realize it's a wonderful moment. And now is where life happens. The past is gone. The future hasn't arrived yet. It's now. Yeah, that's why it's a gift. Yes. It's wonderful. Um, it's been a, co a hard concept for me to grasp is uh, seeing myself as actually having the power to create and manifest things. That's something I've had to wrestle with and work through. Um, is that, a, have you always been aware of that ability or that we, that's who we are, or was that something you had to come into over I time? I had to come into it over time. So during the financial crisis, the first time, mm -hmm. um, in 2007, 2008, yeah. I had a construction business in Vegas. We were doing really well. And then that happened and it took everything away. Uh -huh. I lost my house, right. had to let go of all my employees. It was a real struggle. And 2012 is kind of when I say I had my spiritual awakening, mm. when I kind of realized there's so much more. Yeah. And when I got in connection with other people that were feeling what I was feeling, we were able to share our emotions together because we were all very angry. You know, mm. The banks got bailed out and right. we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I found a community of people that shared with me a different way of looking at life because I had thought everything, I had done everything by the book. You know, I got married, had kids, had the business, doing everything well. I was mm -hmm. doing it right, but I still lost it all. What did I do wrong? Right. And so I was able to kind of took losing everything to realize that everything I already had was already here mm. and everything I needed was already within me. Yes. Right. And then I just hit me. I had to just speak what I wanted and everything that I would feel that passion about. And I just lived it. Mm. And it's all fallen into place. Like that's how I ended up here. I wrote wrote it down. We, me and my husband uh -huh. lived in you know, I was in LA for twenty years. I was in Vegas for eighteen and I moved here in two thousand seventeen, not knowing anyone. Wow. But it was because my husband and I decided to just write down what is the dream. Mm -hmm. We dared to dream what we wanted to create together without the specifics of where it had to be and how it had to be. We wrote down what it felt like, mm. what the experience would be, and we just felt it in our bones. And we ended up here. And I'm literally living the life that I dream. Wow. So many of us are afraid to take that step. Yeah, dare to dream. Yeah. Just, but you're living proof of what happens when that, when that process is allowed to unfold. Yeah, I had to learn to trust myself. I mm -hmm. had denied a lot of my own inner feelings a long time. As a, I felt it as a child, I stuffed down who I was, being who I thought I needed to right. be, and that's what I discovered. I had gotten married, got the job, I did all the things according to society and yeah. according to what I thought I was supposed to be, but I had been ignoring who I really was. Mm -hmm. The artist inside of me needed to come out. Right. And so once I kind of allowed myself to recognize who am I, you know, what do I really want to do and be and what nurtures my soul? And I started asking the questions instead of to everyone else trying to help them. But I flipped it onto myself because mm -hmm. I had met some good teachers that just asked me those questions. And I was like, oh, and yeah. once I started applying and taking care of myself, like 
thought the oxygen mask came down and I put it on myself uh-huh. instead of everyone else first. Yep. It shifted everything. Wow. And now my life is in alignment according to what I find true wealth. You know, with my relationships, with my children, with my husband. I mean, mm-hmm. we went through some rocky stuff. Yeah. You know, my relationships with my family, as well as, you know, how I choose to provide for myself. You know, I got really angry at money for a while. I mm-hmm. kind of saw money as an evil. Right. And instead of recognizing it as it's just a tool, just like a hammer. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's no need to desire. You know, it's about allowing yourself um, to understand the power of your words. I even worked with a woman called the Penelope Pendragon, the wishing fairy. Hmm. And it was a fun character I got to put on to teach people the power of their words. And we don't realize the power of our words. Right. They say, as God spoke, it is so. Right. And if we're all little pieces of God, as we speak, we're creating vibration mm-hmm. and frequency. And that is what everything is, vibration and frequency. Mm-hmm. So when our thoughts turn into words and languages that we speak, we have to realize that we're possibly casting spells as we, you know, when we say something on the road and we're like, oh, gosh, darn that, you know, driver cutting me mm-hmm. off. Like, you're putting a curse on that person. Right. You're saying horrible things about them. Mm-hmm. But our words are powerful. So our thoughts are just as powerful. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts should be like we're speaking to a child, gentle, mm. easy. How often our thoughts are not. No. No, and how often do we not speak to our children the way we should be? Exactly. And we just continue that vicious cycle, generation after generation, the same pain being passed down. And at, at some point, someone has to say enough. Exactly. And I'm going to do the inner work to make that stop. Yeah. So. And we have a lot of karmic cycles breaking Mm -hmm. right now and a lot of generational wounding being healed and that's why we're going through so much there's a lot of trauma in humanity's past Mm -hmm. and we're clearing that trauma we're clearing it i know for my own family i'm stopping a lot major generational trauma and starting a whole new lineage Mm -hmm. leaving all of that in the past but recognizing for what it is learning the lessons and bringing forth the wisdom, mm-hmm. but leaving the rest of that yeah. behind to cultivate something new. And each person that does take the time to do that inner work on themselves just breaks those karmic cycles even quicker. Yeah. Uh, and we're able to move through this shift a little faster maybe. Yeah. Or just so. And flow on the river. Right. Like the energy of what's going on. We all just need to be a leaf on the river, allow mm. ourselves to just be taken and float with it and be responsive to it instead of reacting when we get stuck in a swirl and freaking out and right, drowning. Right, Wow. So this is so enlightening conversation. Um, way more than I thought. You know, I've learned way more about Reiki than I thought I would. Uh, and I thought I had read and knew a fair amount about it, but... Uh, you've enlightened so much of what Reiki is, what it isn't, and how it's impacted your life and how through you it's impacted so many other people. It blows uh, me away sometimes. I get messages from people out of the blue and I just I cry because yeah. I sometimes don't realize the impact I've had on people. Mm-hmm. And it's such a blessing, like such a blessing. I feel truly blessed to be 
in the position that I am and being able to help others. I, I wish someone had come to me when I was in my teenage years. Right. And I have children coming in. I have parents with kids that come. I have, you know, teenagers that come. I have a, a group of teenage girls that are definitely, I always call my little, my little warrior goddess tribe. Mm -hmm. They're coming in and it's just, it's a really powerful men that come in. I couldn't believe I had very stereotypical man who's a logger, big dude, you know, coming in on the table and he felt tremendous mm -hmm. relief. Yep. electricians, carpenters. I mean, it's blowing me away from counselors and nurses. I have um, a client right now who is a, one who was in COVID intensive care nurse mm. and just helping her uh -huh. alleviate a yeah. lot of that and lifting and teaching her too not to take on stuff. That's a lot happening. I see it all the time in my work, the hospital. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. I don't know how they carry those burdens, but there's got to be an outlet, and Reiki is just one tool that people can use. And it's easy to learn, and it's something that you can do on the fly. Mm -hmm. There's so many stories that you'll hear of where people have learned just learning Reiki 1 and getting that first attunement, which only takes a few hours, mm. and being able to just feel a sense of being able to help in a situation where there's really nothing you can do, like your child being in the hospital. You feel so helpless. Right. You're just there. But when you know that you can call forth that energy and just place your hands right there, mm -hmm. it just feels so good to know that you're helping others and you're helping yourself at the same time. Yeah, and I've seen stories of people that not only use Reiki for their own self-healing or for someone else, but even on their animals. Exactly. I'm actually getting ready to go on the 12th um, to a uh, fair at the farm at mm. Madison Grove Farms. It's a horse sanctuary uh -huh. where all the horses are there to help people. It's a free space to go to. They just take donations, and I'm going to be there. But my um, plan is to start having some of my classes at the farm. Nice. So you'll be learning the art of Reiki and how to do it, but at the farm with the horses around and all uh -huh. the animals there because animals love it. They really do. Yeah. And the horses are so intuitive and such oh great gosh. healers, deep healers. Wonderful healers. I've seen whole chaplaincy programs just built around equine therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the place Madison Grove Farms in Winlock, hmm. they're amazing. Nice. Marla there is doing really great work. Excellent. So you, when, what was the date on that again? Um, that's on the 12th, so it's coming up Coming up, up. well, wow. next week or yeah. a couple weeks. It's a free time at the farm. Okay. Is that open to the public? It is. Excellent. From 10 to 3 at Madison Grove Farms in Winlock. Awesome. Wow. Um, I really appreciate your time and just sharing here with us today the benefits of your practice. Thank you. I look to see great things in your future, great things in the future of those that you help. I remember you talking before about wanting to do something with children and younger kids, and I've been seeing a number of younger kids coming in with uh, deep depression and anger, a lot of medical problems, mental health problems. And I don't think that they realize that they're empathic or who they, you know, what yeah. their spiritual gifts are. Um, and they don't know what to do with these things. And so they're, they're just freaking out. Yeah, it's and hard to take on everybody's stuff and you don't know what's right. going on. And being able to know that there are people out there willing to listen to mm -hmm. you and to teach you what to do. Because that's a gift. Yes. It's not a curse. <laughs> it's a gift. And it's difficult to learn um, how to manage um, when you're more sensitive. Your actual energetic field has like more holes and it's porous. You can absorb more from other people. Right. Where some people just radiate. Yes. While you become a sponge. 
And the sad part is, is so many of these kids that are committing suicide, not yeah. recognizing the gift that they are and what they're here for. Yeah. They're, they're here to help us through this transition. Yeah. And so many are taking their lives because they don't know what to do with their gifts. And they're seen by society as oddballs or outcasts. And it's time we get past that mindset and recognize the gifts that they have and begin to help them utilize those to bring healing to, to the planet and to each other. I totally agree. I mean, long time ago, if somebody was a visual psychic, they were considered crazy. Right. You know, they said they saw the dead or they could hear the voices of, you know, people speaking with them. It's like if we really look at some more of the native ways of looking at things, Mm -hmm. these are no one's crazy. (laughs) There's just so many different gifts. It's about being able to really understand them now course there are some folks that really truly do have mental illness sure but you know sometimes there we turn off gifts that we've received as children because they're too overwhelming and mm-hmm. they're too scary right. and then we have to relearn how to turn them back on or at least how to manage them because we've shut it all out altogether, right, right. and then we've just become numb and what do we do with a system that uh, continually tries to just medicate these children yeah. or, and shut them down and i don't know what else to do with them so they just pop them full of pills yeah. uh, and trying to, to stifle their gifts. Well, in it's the way. same thing with our pharmaceutical companies. Instead mm-hmm. of talking about diet and exercise right. and doing the things that you can do, changing your life. I saw a really interesting quote. I don't remember it specifically, but they were talking about suicide. And it's not that you want to die. It's that the way you're living your life right now wants to die. Yes. So it's not about... You just have to realize depression is there as a tool because there's something wrong mm-hmm. that needs to get changed, and there's an aspect of self that needs to die. Yeah. And that's kind of when we talk about revelations and the doom and gloom. I believe it's poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a big aspect of humanity and our ways of being that need to be destroyed, yeah. that need to. Um, be taken down to the ground to ashes and dust so that way we can be reborn Mm -hmm. into the next phase of humanity. And I think that's what the age of Aquarius is. It's about ushering in new ideas and technologies and different ways of thinking, but to help us let go of the previous ways of thinking that are no longer serving us, that are holding us back. We're destroying our planet. We're not working in unison. We're stuck in this duality. Mm and competition right you know capitalism is all about competition what about collaboration yeah you know and understanding that we are all equal we are all we all bleed the same we are all humans there is no difference we have lots of teachings from many cultures Mm -hmm. that we can all learn from and take heart in where they've come from and honor them for their lineage you know i honor the lineage of reiki you know i am not japanese And I honor its Japanese heritage, Mm -hmm. but also looking at it when you go into the depths of it, how it actually goes back even further. And it goes through into Sanskrit and you really, it goes back into so many different Uh um, ways. So it's, it's a cultural Mecca out there and we have a lot to learn from each other to find our oneness. Yes. This wisdom is ancient and it's, we're living in a time where we have access to so much of it. Yeah, It's just coming in all the time. And we need to be open to those wisdom teachers who come in and bring these these teachings and these gifts instead of being fearful and shutting them out. Yeah. Begin to open them up and begin to continue uh, our spiritual growth and our evolution. Yeah, 
as you said. So yeah, it is our this this time around is an evolution and an inclusion. It's not about us versus them. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing that we are all us. Yeah. We are all we. It's going from the me to the we and seeing that we are all the same because where we truly butt heads isn't where we're different. It's where we're alike. Uh-huh. Wow. And being an, I was an activist for a really long time, being able to kind of see where the two sides really do meet, whether it's left or right, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're where we really are conflicted, if we really break it down and have a chance to have a dialogue where we see differences, ultimately there isn't a difference. Right. It's just a different perspective of the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is what I got into a little bit last week, um, talking about with Father Sean O'Leary's teachings, who I've shared with you, um, and his non-dual teachings. I, I talked about that last week. Just He's an amazing man. But yeah, um, so again, I've been sitting here with Justice Wyone from Healing Heart Reiki in Castle Rock, Washington. And um, I hope these these teachings and this, this wisdom today has been helpful for you. Um, I hope it's something you can use to heal. If you're in the area, come visit Justice. Come see her either at her studio in Castle Rock or at Synergy Health Solutions the first Wednesday of each month, 6.30, right? Yeah, upstairs, uh-huh. so it's just above it. Yes. It's not a part of it, but you can, it's above it. You can get an adjustment or a massage if you're <laughs> if <laughs> you have time. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much again for being here and sharing this wisdom with us and your story, your journey, um, and, and the hope that you see coming to the planet. Yeah, I have lots of hope. And what I do is I work within that circulatory system of giving. I don't want anyone to ever feel called to receive this and not to be able to receive. Uh So I have different programs even with pricing with what I do. Excellent. Because I have a price list, but that's that's the recommended price. If you feel as if you need this, then let's talk. Yeah. Because I do not want to hold back from giving to those that feel called to receive. We are in a time right now where all of us could use a little Reiki in yes, our life. Yes, and what a shift in mindset, too, from those who just want to take and they just want the money in order to give back. But, yeah. no, you're willing to give no matter what. I am no fully what. in a belief system that we are shifting into a different form of economy mm-hmm. and that we can all exchange currency energy in any way that we can and if there's a way of me exchanging my energy for your energy there's a way we can figure this out monetary compensation is also a form of currency Mm -hmm. right right and i'm up with that we all got to pay our bills but i just want people to know that if they feel called call me call the number and go ahead I, i have um my number is still in Vegas, but it's a 702-241-8926. And you can call me, ask questions. We'll figure it out. Gotcha. And your website again? Uh, JusticeWyone.com. So Justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, then W-Y-O-N-N-E.com. Excellent. All right. Again, this is the Interfaith Experience, uh, Episode 2. I hope this has been helpful for you. Feel free to reach out uh, to the radio station if you'd like to talk to any one of us and get more information or receive a session uh, from Justice. We can make that happen. So hope you have a wonderful day, and we will be in touch. Thank you again, Justice, for being here, and uh, really appreciate your presence, your light, your joy that shines from you, radiates from you, 
as you are filled up from energy from source and are able to give that out to yeah, my hands have been hot this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. It is wonderful to, to see you again and, and to hear about your work. Thank you so much so. for having me. I appreciate you immensely. You're I very love welcome. what you're doing. Thank you. And you're welcome back anytime. All right. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and we will see you probably in a couple weeks. I'm going to take two weeks off, do get a little, get outside, get a little time in nature, and then I'll be back planning on the 23rd, I believe it is, will be my next probably scheduled podcast episode. Yes, 23rd. So if you hear this, and if you'd like to partner with me, if you'd like to come in and share about your work, if you're a spiritual healer or a teacher. You're welcome to come on and, and share that with me. No cost to anyone. I'm just putting this out there for everyone to benefit from. So I bid you farewell, and I hope you have a great day.